A common theme across all of the businesses is a pride in the mission. In every role, just a strong connection to the mission and the customers that we serve. And that's not only me and my role, this is the whole organization. Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Mona Bates. Mona is the Chief Information Officer of Collins Aerospace, a leader in technologically advanced and intelligent solutions for the global aerospace and defense industry that earns in excess of $20 billion in annual revenue. The company is a business unit within RTX. Mona has been enrolled for two years and it follows since as CIO at two other divisions of RTX. She has spent more than 20 years in the industry and at Collins Aerospace, she's leading a transformation to strengthen and secure the company's digital foundation, to harmonize the company's system landscape and business processes, to drive a data strategy and to digitize the Collins Aerospace product lifecycle. I look forward to covering each of these topics and more in this conversation. Mona, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter. I'm glad to be here with you. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Well, Mona, I thought we'd begin with some background into your company, Collins Aerospace. Can you take a quick moment and provide us a little bit of a, a background into the business that you're in? Absolutely. Collins Aerospace is one of three RTX business units. And a little bit about RTX, it's Raytheon Technologies rebranded. Uh, for some of you who have uh, followed the company, RTX was born as a result of the largest merger of equals in the aerospace defense industry between United Technologies and Raytheon. So Collins Aerospace is one of the three businesses. Uh, our two other sister businesses are Pat and Whitney and Raytheon. So uh, Collins is a global business. We are over 80,000 employees strong, serving customers and missions all over the world. Uh, our key customers are the aviation industry, the airlines, you know, the platform OEMs, but also the U.S. government and allied governments are our customers as well. And so at Collins Aerospace, we have a diverse business portfolio. We specialize in things, as I said, we serve the aviation industry, uh, both military and commercial. So some of the things we specialize in are, are advanced mechanical structures, avionics, power and controls, interior products. Uh, we also have a digital business called Connected Aviation Solutions that really are envisioning the future and how we can leverage data and digital solutions to go to market in new and different ways. And so I like to say, while we don't make the aircraft, we make almost everything and we integrate a lot of the components on the aircraft tail to nose. In addition to that, at Collins, we have emission systems business unit that really caters to uh, our government and military customers. And we take a lot of pride in this mission. That's a great overview. What a, what a fascinating business you're a part of. And uh, you are the chief information officer. And I wonder if you could take a moment and talk about your purview. What's within your scope? I've been here at Collins Aerospace for two years, but this is my third tour of duty as CIO at RTX. So I've had the opportunity to work in different business units. I have the privilege with my team to really lead all facets of strategic planning and execution uh, of our digital transformation strategy, including cybersecurity. Collins have been born also from a series of mergers and integrations over the last several years. 
So a big aspect of our agenda and what we're doing is integrating all of these businesses, harmonizing how we work and what we often call as, you know, one Collins. And so um, really exciting work that we're doing. I, I sometimes feel like I'm the chief integration officer uh, with all of the pieces, all of the strategic initiatives that we're executing on to truly harmonize a rich and complex landscape for our business. Yeah, fascinating. And, and I know from our past conversations, Mona, that uh, across the two years that you've been in this role, uh, that you've been leading quite a digital transformation and that uh, you've articulated four focus areas. I wonder if you could take a moment and, and walk through each of those four to provide some context into what you and the team are leading the company through. Our digital strategy uh, at Collins Aerospace is actually one of the same digital transformation strategy for RTX. We have one unified strategy for the whole corporation that I get to execute with my team locally for Collins Aerospace. So we have four strategic pillars under the strategy. First is strengthen and secure the foundation, the digital foundation. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we are integrating our networks. Uh, we are deploying global common collaboration capabilities that enable our employees to communicate and collaborate anywhere, anytime. We have great focus on cyber security and compliance. The size of the enterprise, the type of missions that we serve requires a lot of focus on compliance, on cyber. So that's part of the, the first focus area. Second strategic focus area is around harmonizing our system landscape and th those business processes that drive our operations. Uh, we have a large and complex systems portfolio, as you could imagine, uh, that was born through the rich set of acquisitions and mergers I talked about earlier. And we've made significant progress and we are actually on target to reduce our systems landscape by about 40% here in the next uh, few years. So tremendous effort there in the strategic area. And there is quite a bit of savings that come with that, as you can imagine, as we reduce hardware, software, and we simplify our operations. And then the third strategic focus area is, is our data strategy and utilizing data as a strategic asset. Data is the engine that powers real digital transformation. Here we are investing in a modern technology platform, modern data platform, and we're also focused on the process transformations that really enable our functions and strategic business units to utilize data to drive insights and rapid decision-making. Last but not least, our fourth strategic focus area is around digitizing the product lifecycle. Uh, and so from the inception of an idea or a requirement, working with our customers to the engineering and design phase, to manufacturing, delivery of a product, and into sustainment, introducing the digital enablers like model-based engineering and agile DevSecOps you know, methodologies in order to help us deliver product and go to market differently uh, in ways that reduce cycle time, uh, reduce cost, uh, and really improve uh, the value that we deliver to our customers. So these are really four strategic areas under our digital transformation strategy. And I'd be remiss if I don't say underpinning all of this is talent and partnerships. 
Uh, we have an incredible team, but we are increasingly focused on building uh, our digital capabilities within the organization, as well as partnering with strategic companies out there in industry that really help bring innovation uh, to help us also accelerate the transformation. Very interesting. And I, I really appreciate that articulation. I love the way in which you talked about the things that you are both strengthening and securing, uh, but also simplifying, as you pointed out, harmonizing systems, reducing uh, systems by 40%, I, I, I believe you said, which by, as a consequence makes that which needs to be secured a bit more simplified, I would imagine, while also yeah. making sure you've got a better foundation for both uh, the data strategy and digitizing the product lifecycle. So I could see the interplay between those. I, I appreciate that very nice articulation. I'd like to um, remain with the topic of digitizing the product lifecycle. I, I liked your description of that, uh, going from idea inception to engineering and design to manufacturing, delivery, et cetera. I wonder how does your team and you work with the rest of the organization on each of these phases to develop a plan for that digitization. It seems like a really uh, worthwhile set of undertakings, though no doubt with some complexity associated with that as well. Talk a bit about the, the methods you use. It is certainly a multifunction strategy. I partner very closely with my engineering peer as well as operations. We have a multifunction strategy to drive that strategic pillar uh, because as you mentioned, it is across the whole life cycle. The way we really partner is it really starts with the demand coming from our business units, the demand that's coming from our customers that informs our priorities and how we focus our investments. So it is a very strong partnership to lay out uh, the strategy and define the capabilities that we need to create and scale for leverage across you know, multiple programs. Uh, so we have a process where we go through uh, strategic and financial planning every single year that really help us determine uh, where do we invest, what are the capabilities that we need to create new or scale, and how we adopt those to really help us create and deliver those digital capabilities. Uh, I like to think about my team as the execution arm for some of these requirements that come from engineering team, that comes from the operations team and after markets team. And we really prioritize our resources you know, to, to drive those agreed upon outcomes. This one area is, is very fascinating where we're taking uh, a different approach to how we work and how we go to market. Uh, historically, we would build physical products to demonstrate performance and to demonstrate capability, which tend to be expensive and take a lot of time to create those hardware prototypes. Today, with digitizing the product lifecycle, we're relying more on the software and agile methodology, you know, using models to create the digital replicas of products that really help us accelerate the development cycle and how we collaborate with our customers. Today, we don't have to wait one or two years to show our customers what our capabilities are. We have faster time cycle to delivering the products and showing the value much faster. So a great partnership, multifunction a partnership, I don't think one function can do it alone. You definitely need uh, that integration and partnership across the board. I wanted to return to a point you made about talent for a moment, if you don't mind. I know that yours is a, a large and global team. And I wonder if you could take a moment and talk a bit about how you govern a team, uh, given the nature of its uh, distribution, 
and its global nature, especially. Talk a bit about how, how you do so. I'm so proud of the team that we have. Uh, we're over 2,000 employees in my function uh, that are global, uh, spread out in uh, 18 different countries around the world. We dedicate the time necessary to nurture our talent, to support our team, and to make sure we are aligned on common goals and common strategies. You know, we have a lot of change in our environment, so it's extremely important that we stay connected with the team, uh, that we clearly articulate our strategies, our vision, where we're going, and the why behind it. I think that is absolutely critical to unify a team that is geographically uh, dispersed you know, all around the world. So I think that's extremely important. We've also invested quite a bit of time and energy in uh, our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy. Uh, I sponsor a DNI council, and our strategy for the council is very well aligned and connected with Collins level DNI strategies as well as RTX. And really, the charter of this council is to help us execute on our people and culture goals. Uh, it's around they're focused on attracting talent, retaining talent, and developing talent. These are three people and culture goals that myself and my leadership team are focused on, and we leverage our DNI council and all the folks that support it in order to drive those initiatives forward. So we spend time to really put enablers in place to make sure we have a highly engaged workforce, a diverse workforce, and that, that feel you know connected and feel a sense of belonging to our organization. Fascinating. Much of what you described in terms of the strategic pillars that you are helping drive forward um, suggests understandably uh, new capabilities for the organization. And as you think about that training, retaining, and developing talent, uh, what mechanisms do you use, Mona, in order to ensure that the organization, yours, continues to develop the skills of the future rather than simply maintaining the skills of the present and past? Yeah, I love that question, Peter. This environment and the type of work that we do is never static. We never sit still. It's evolving, it's changing. And so it's extremely important that we're consistently looking to uh, grow and nurture the skill sets in our organization. As the technology evolves, as processes evolve, we need to evolve uh, wisdom. You know, the other thing I would say, it's not only about my function and the talent within my function. Collins is a digital business. RTX is a digital company. And we are embracing the digital business and company that we are in. And I am a believer that those digital expertise and skill sets shouldn't only live within my function. We need to drive digital literacy across the business because it isn't only about technology. Technology is just one aspect of this transformation. It's equally as much about processes and domain knowledge. And when you marry up the domain knowledge and the technology and those expertise, this is where you unleash the unlimited potential and opportunity. So we have a lot of programs internally, technical programs, as well as leadership programs uh, that we make available to our talent. Uh, we have what we call the Collins Aerospace Technical University. Uh, myself and Piers, my engineering partner, who actually leads the initiative around CATU is what we call it. 
We constantly develop curriculum that is available to different roles, different employees. And so we're extremely focused on, you know, expanding the digital awareness and education within my function and across the business. So that's just one example of what we're doing to continue to develop the talent. And hopefully by providing those benefits and support, that becomes a mechanism to retain the best talent and attract new talent to the organization. I could certainly understand why that would be the case. Uh, you, you referenced a moment ago that this is your, your third chief information officer role within the broader company. You also uh, held that post at Raytheon Missiles and Defense, as well as Raytheon Integrated Defense Systems. And I wonder, uh, having now served in multiple parts of uh, RTX, um, some of the commonalities across the, the, the roles and responsibilities and, and perhaps the advantages of having had a, a similar position across three, three different businesses within this, the broader umbrella organization. Talk a bit about that experience of having been CIO multiple times within the company. There's certainly similarities to the role, but there are also differences. So when I started with integrated defense systems, which eventually became RMD as a result of consolidating two business units that came together in the 2020 timeframe, a common theme across all of the businesses is a pride in the mission. So in every job, right, in every role, just a strong connection to the mission and the customers that we serve and that's not only you know, me and my role. This is the whole organization. We feel the tie to the business. We are the business. We understand how we serve our customers and how we deliver meaningful outcomes to the business. So that is common across the roles. And this sentiment you know, is consistent across. On the Raytheon side, IDS and RMD, uh, the businesses where I also served as CIO, uh, the businesses were more integrated. Uh, we had already gone through a journey of integrating the digital and the IT landscape. So it was more integrated. And so it freed up the organization to focus on delivering uh, IT solutions to our programs and to our externally facing programs and customers, if you will. Here at Collins Aerospace, uh, we're now focused on that integration journey I mentioned earlier. You know, our business is young and we've had a lot of strategic and large mergers just in recent years here. So we are on the journey to continue to integrate while executing that digital transformation strategy I mentioned. So I, I like to call it like we're running the business, but transforming the business at the same time. So there are some you know, differences there. But you know, in all of the roles, it's been very exciting. I have never been bored. The pace of change uh, is great, but it, it's, it's meaningful change that we're driving. You know, the, other, the only other thing maybe that I'll, I'll point out that's different, and it's been fun for me to learn, is on the Raytheon side, my prior roles were largely on the defense side of the business. Being here on Collins Aerospace, we're more commercial. We do have both defense and commercial, but giving me the ability and opportunity to learn the commercial side of the business has been really fascinating. Well, Mona, especially since you've been a chief information officer across multiple parts of RTX, I'd be fascinated to understand how you collaborate with the current incumbents across the various roles, peers of yours who have the same title and similarities, at least uh, in terms of their responsibilities. How, how do you all collaborate? I mentioned earlier, Peter, that we have one digital transformation strategy for the company. 
that I execute locally with my team at Collins Aerospace. Uh, my peer CIOs have very similar mission. Uh, we are aligned on our digital transformation for the company, and they also get to execute that locally for their businesses, recognizing where we have to be common and consistent to drive that standardization across the company, but also where we have uniquenesses uh, based on our unique business needs and demands. And so in terms of collaboration, it's daily, weekly, monthly. Uh, I work very closely with my peer CIOs on regular basis and also with our corporate office digital leaders. Uh, so all of my peers in the digital functions, we work together to align on these goals that we need to drive across the company and within our businesses. You know, in fact, uh, just earlier this week, I was in a session where we are starting to work our goals for 2024. And that's really important because there are these common uh, goals and requirements that we have to drive across the company aligning investments, aligning resources, make the collaboration and discussion extremely critical. Uh, and then, you know, we take time to do what's called catch ball. If I have a priority that's misaligned, you know, with a peer, like how do we calibrate to make sure we're moving forward together towards common goals and priorities? So incredible collaboration and a great partnership with my peers. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that uh, you're a champion within the company for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I, I I wonder if you could take a moment and reflect on sort of the state of the union of women in technology. I know it's an area of some passion of yours in terms of grooming the next generation of women, especially in tech. Can you talk a bit about, uh, about your experience there? I want to see more women leaders raise their hands to be future CIOs. I think anybody that puts their heart and mind into it could do it. As a working mother, I have a beautiful family, uh, two children and my husband. Uh, it's sometimes tough to continue to grow and develop and achieve your ambitions, but it's very doable. And what I've learned over time is that surrounding yourself with the right support system and that enables you to never turn down a promotion opportunity or an opportunity for that next thing that you really feel ambitious about. You know, I want to see more women raise their hands to be CIOs. I feel like we've come a long way, but we have more work to do. I take my responsibility very seriously in this space where I need to pay it forward every single day uh, and make sure you know, we're given the time, the sponsorship and the support to those around us who have the potential uh, and the ambition to become, you know, future technology leaders, uh, including CIOs. So very important space, Peter, and we want to continue the progress in this area. Yeah, no doubt you're a, a great inspiration to many of those uh, future leaders within your own organization. Well, I, I wanted to also ask you, Mona, as you look to the future, what trends excite you? What are some of the things that you and the team are thinking about that you think have the potential for transformational change or otherwise are of interest to you? You know, I mentioned earlier, part of our strategy is the focus on our data strategy, advancing our data strategy, which is really the engine for technologies like AI and machine learning. Uh, I believe there is a huge opportunity for our industry and other industries if we leverage those technologies ethically and safely 
uh, to be able to create new opportunity and new ways of working for our business. So certainly excited about data strategies in general. How do we harness the power of data to enable faster decision-making and new ways of working? You know, with that come the advent of AI, machine learning. These are trends I'm very excited about, and I see huge opportunities for them when used safely and ethically. The other things that excite me besides technology are really the role of the CIO organization, how it has evolved over time. Growing up in the IT field, I have been in positions where you can only afford to be the order taker, right? Uh, kind of traditional IT organizations. We have come a long, long way. Today's digital and IT organizations, at least in my case, uh, we have the coveted seat at the table. We are the business. Uh, we are embedded in all aspects of our business. Our digital strategy is one of the same as the business strategy, and it is highly recognized the impact and the value that we bring to the table. And I am so lucky to work for uh, great leaders, you know, here at RTX and Collins that understand the value of digital. The organizational trend, I guess, is something that excites me a lot and uh, what we're able to enable to drive business results. Fascinating choices. I really appreciate you, uh, you you mentioning each and why they're exciting to you. I also wanted to ask you a bit as also a follow-on to some of your experiences as a chief information officer. You know, As you reflect back on your rise now multiple times over to the CIO post, what some of the difference makers were along the way uh, that enabled you to reach the heights you have? Um, anything that comes to mind that you can articulate here? You know, a couple of things come to mind. First and foremost, my deep belief that it's a team that makes things successful. As a leader, I can't do what I do without amazing talent, you know, around me. So the power of team has been key to my success and uh, the, the opportunity I have had uh, in my career. So that's number one. Number two, I think being able to set and articulate a clear vision and strategy for the organization is just the mechanism that unifies the team around a common purpose. And I think that's very important. So setting that vision, setting that strategy, aligning the team around it and helping them understand the why behind it. I think that's key to success. Uh, I also believe in empowerment and holding uh, people accountable, empowering the talent that we have at different levels of the organizations. Everybody feels comfortable bringing their best ideas to bear it is key to success. But along with that is clear expectation uh, on the results that we need to drive and meeting our commitments to our stakeholders. So I feel that those are some key things that have been themes in almost every role I have held. And maybe lastly, one other point at a personal level is courage. The, the jobs that we do are, are not easy. And it takes, in many cases, courage to make the tough decisions that we need to make, both at the professional level and the personal level. Courage and uh, you know building resiliency have served me well as I progressed in my career and all the different roles I've I've had the privilege to hold. 
Well, Mona, thank you so much. What a, what a fantastic overview of some of many of the reasons that, that you've become the successful executive that you have. And I want to thank you more generally for a terrific conversation covering so many topics and emblematic of the remarkable change that you and your team are driving uh, within your, your organization as well. It's been a terrific conversation. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Peter.